Hello and welcome once again to Wrestling Memories Then and Now on Pioneer 90.1 FM KSRQ. You can hear us beyond the FM dial. You can listen to us live in the moment or you can listen to our archives at radionorthland.org. It's a great little place. That's our Pioneer 90.1 website. It's a good place to find out uh, what's going on. And like I said, those archives of Wrestling Memories, uh, oh, very, very, very good stuff. Very cool interviews. Oh, yes. And you can also check us out free on the TuneIn radio app, too. So if you want to listen live in the moment via your cellular phone and wherever you can pick up some decent Wi-Fi, man. It's all good and gravy with me. Hi, Glenn Brockett. Uh, back here again. Uh, we did take a, a little uh, one-week sabbatical off. Uh, you know, we're allowed to have those once in a while. It's probably maybe our second uh, weekend off uh, in uh, the calendar year for 2019, so I think uh, it's okay every once in a while, but yes, just as soon as uh, you know the week started, we uh, we found some, some information. I got some information from my co-host, and we had to get this uh, interview on because there's there's a big event coming up down uh, where the grizzled vet Mike McCurdy is down deep in the heart of Texas. Hey, Mike, it's so great to have you back. Uh, and it's great to be back after a one-week uh, sabbatical here on Wrestling Memories Then and Now. Yes, most definitely, man. I'm very glad to be back, especially with uh, you know everything that happened this past week. So, uh, like you said, you know, life happens. Had to take a little bit of sabbatical uh, for our listeners out there. You know, my mother passed away last week, so. Had to take care of a few issues, had to take care of a couple of things and all that, you know, help out and get all that going out there. But, you know, things are good. Things are good. Back in the uh, back in the co-host chair again and ready for another week of wrestling memories, man. Yeah, and it's good to have you back, man. And it's, it's just good to be uh, getting in and, and, and talking pro wrestling, you know, uh, through good times and bad times, man. Especially through the bad times, man. Sometimes that pro wrestling can just uh, help out. I mean, good Lord. Uh, you know, and if I've had a down day, you know, sometimes I just throw on an old wrestling uh, file from YouTube or something. You know, it just it just helps out the cause. And talking old wrestling's a pretty old hat for us, right? I, I think we've done it once or twice before. And like you said, you know, <laughs> wrestling is kind of therapeutic. I was at a Texoma Pro in Sherman, Texas, the day after uh, her passing and all that. And my son and I, we had a good time there and all that. Got to see some old friends and enjoy some some good Texas wrestling and all that. Just like I'm going to be going next week and enjoying some more and. Dallas, which is kind of you know what we're talking about today here. So yeah, absolutely, because you know, wrestling memories then and now. We talk about the the great uh, stuff from yesterday, but we also are plugged into some of the, the independent uh, wrestling that is going on, whether it's up here in the Northwest or down in uh, Texas, Mike. And you've been uh, you've been doing you're doing doing your homework and 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 checking out these uh, great shows down there. And you have found a guest who, uh, from a very 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 young company that's ready to roll here. And I'm going to let you introduce, and I'm going to kind of sit back and let you two uh, chop it up here this week and, and talk about the upcoming show. This is, uh, for me, a learning experience. So, Mike, take it away, my friend. Well, right off the bat, man, I want to apologize. A little bit of background noise going on because, you know, the mobile studio, there's always something happening. But, you know, we're going to get rolling with our guests. Uh, back in May, May 23rd to be exact, Chrissy's Banquet Hall in Dallas, it was the premier event for a new organization right here called Lucha Brutal. Their show was called We Own the Sky. I was there that first night and for a debut show man this was absolutely amazing i've been to really bad debut shows but this time man i got to go to a great one and i made sure to let the our guests know that what i thought of it and that it was a great show and august 1st returning back for our listeners that are returning back to christie's banquet hall in dallas august 1st lucha brutal mas brutal pardon me if i don't quite say the words correctly i don't quite have the you know, the language skills down, but we're here to talk about that show, the launch of Lucha Patal, promoting indie wrestling, and I am proud to welcome our guest this week on Wrestling Memories In and Now, 
the owner and promoter of Lucha Brutal, Mr. Rogelio Martinez. Rogelio, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? Uh, glad to be here. You know what? You actually nailed the hardest part, which is my name, Rogelio. Everybody struggles with that, but you got that, that down, so that really works. Uh, but... Yeah, man, glad to be here. Lucha Brutal, uh, you know, I say it with a little spice, but, you know, some people, you know, they'll say Lucha Brutal, which is totally okay. I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is it, it all ties in with, with what, as a company, we're trying to accomplish, and that's bringing some of that Lucha culture into the indie scene. And so, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more, but, but yeah, I, I guess that's me saying hi and thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime, man. We're glad to have you on as a guest. And it's easy to go with your name, you know, because between DCW and Lucha Brutal, I think I've called your name out a few times across the building to find out what you need or what you need me to do. So, you know, I, I got yeah, that part down. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we've had, we've had uh, some time working together. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, 2018, I was I was working with uh, Dallas Championship Wrestling, did a lot of work with them, and. And uh, that's kind of what, what sparked leading on to, to this uh, early 20, 2019. Uh, I worked my last show with DCW and, and embarked on, on starting uh, Lucha Brutal, my own company. So, you know, since you brought that up, let's start there. Let's kind of go with that one. Like I said, your debut show is May 23rd. Absolutely phenomenal show. Like I said, I have seen debut shows where it was a curtain taped over a doorway and they had a ring in the middle of the room, and that was it. But you had production value. You had, you know, you had video promo on the screen. You had the music, the lights. You had all of it. But what did you? What was the process? What did you go through to get started? Because as you said, it's a new company. You just started it this year. What were kind of the? What were the origins to get ready and get set up for your debut show back in May? Yeah. Well. Um... Okay, so so like I said, I, I stopped working with DCW in, in early 2019. It was January 6th, uh, the day I resigned from that, um, because we had our show January 5th, and, and the next day we had our like debrief meeting, and I went ahead and let them know, you know, what my plans were. But to be honest, they gave me a great opportunity to run a show completely on my own in November of 2018. And that it actually kind of comes full circle and ties in with a little bit of what you were talking earlier. Um, that show was a memorial show for my sister who passed away in 2017. And wrestling has helped me cope with that because her and I would travel all over Texas going to shows, you know, Corpus Christi, Austin, uh, San Antonio, you know, we just went all over and, um, Actually, when she passed, we were on our way down to a show in Austin, and, and she uh, had an episode in, in Waco. And so, it, it man, that jumping into wrestling is what really helped me cope with that. And and when I was at a wrestling show, that's where I felt her most, and that's where it felt most like we were just hanging out. And so, I jumped headfirst in working into wrestling, volunteering everywhere I could, and then eventually getting a job. Uh, with DCW doing video and the more I worked with them, the more my role grew until uh, about late July, I started helping with the booking, uh, help co-booking with uh, Randy Wayne there. And uh, the first show I ever booked was in August. Uh, by November, I, I ran that show completely, you know, uh, from head to toe. It was an uh, intergender tag team tournament. And, um, 
and yeah, so I, you know, by that time I was, I was doing graphics and, and everything. So, um, so yeah, so I kind of was thinking about, okay, I think I could do this for, for, you know, a company of my own. And, and like I said, since working and wrestling just makes me feel like I'm with my sister, I was like, this is what I want to do. And so I resigned in early January with, with Dallas Championship Wrestling. We left on excellent terms. Um, I still talk to Mike Tatum on, on the regular. He's, he's the owner of DCW. And, and uh, yeah, I made a lot of really good relationships. Like uh, I met Michael there and, and uh, you know, it was, it was a great experience, great learning experience for me. And, um, but I also knew that there were certain things I learned through DCW. There were certain things that I wanted to, emulate that I wanted to do. And then a few things that I, I felt like I would have done a little differently. And one of those is that, um, I wanted to find a home base, you know, I wanted to find a venue where I could run on a consistent basis where I could, you know, put together the show that I envision. And, uh, Christie's banquet hall has been excellent to me. They've been really fantastic. And um, they were a little hesitant at first because it's, it's a really nice place. It's kind of fancy. But once they saw the first show, they were like, yes, we are on board 100%. And, um, and so, yeah, they've given me the opportunity to run there on a consistent basis. Um, but, yeah, the whole time between January and uh, I would say mid-April, all of that was spent looking for the right venue. That was so important to me. I wanted people to be able to know exactly where to find us every time. And, um, and yeah, so that, I think that has a lot to do with why the first show went off so, so well is because, you know, I had confidence as a booker. I had confidence as a promoter because those are things that I had done, but, you know, finding the venue and putting my skills to work in that place is, is it really took the longest because I knew I wanted to, to, to do that part right. And I think it really paid off. And, uh, yeah, so that's why it took from, you know, January 6th, stepping out on my own to actually having the show May 23rd. You know, that's why it took all that time. But it was really one of the best things that could have happened because um, it it really made an impression on the fans. The fans came up and told me, you know, how, how great the venue was. And, and like you said, all of those things, the lights, the screen, the projector, the sound system, all of that you know, it all ties into the venue. So, so that really helped. Yeah. One thing about uh, Lucha Patel that I noticed, um, I go to a lot of the shows around here and problem with a lot of indie areas, not just Texas, but I'm sure Minnesota, you know, in the indie area, you have a core group of guys that you see at almost like every show. So it's not really exclusive. Your show you know, there were a few names that I'd seen before, you know, Fungarosa, I've seen her, Fuego del Sol, you know, some other names but a lot of your talent was guys that I hadn't had a chance to see before. Now, is that something intentional that you were going for to kind of present something that would be a little different product there? Cause like I said, it's a lot of guys that maybe some people haven't seen in this area or maybe just haven't seen much at all. Yeah. Well, that was definitely our intent. You know, one of our, our core goals is to bring in guys that haven't had a chance to work Dallas. They, they're trying to break out of, you know, Laredo and San Antonio and Austin and Corpus. People sometimes don't understand quite how big Texas is, but when we say Texas wrestling, it encompasses such a huge area that, you know, um, some of these wrestlers, if they were in the Northeast, just 
wrestling between Austin and Dallas, they would wrestle in three or four different states. Uh, but here in Texas, you know, you're just still in Texas and you're trying to win over these different areas. And so that was one of the things I wanted to really put a focus on was bringing some new blood, some new talent up to the Dallas area, you know, also to be 100% transparent. I didn't know if May 23rd was going to be my first show or my only show <laughs> because th this is a passion project for me. Like I said, this is something that, you know, when I work in wrestling, it really brings me memories of my sister. And so I, me and my family are funding this with what sponsorships we can get with some great partners that we've had uh, with our first two shows. But really this is us just paying out of pocket, which is not uh, a cheap endeavor endeavor. And so, you know, I'm working real hard to, to try to put on great shows, but I wasn't sure if May was going to be, my first or my only. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring as much new talent as I can. Now on August 1st, you're going to see a few more familiar names from the DFW area. Um, but, and, and that's a little intentional too, because um, my whole, one of the things that we're doing is, is I, I hadn't announced it before. Cause like I said, I didn't know if it was going to be my only show and I didn't want to build stories that I couldn't deliver on. But one of the things that we're doing is the first show, we had a, a fatal four-way match from uh, guys just from Laredo. We had a fatal five-way match of guys just from Austin. This show, we're having a fatal four-way of guys from San Antonio and a fatal four-way of guys from Dallas. And as we progress, it's actually a little tournament so that the winners of each of those matches will advance and uh, eventually down the line, we'll name our first Lucha Brutal champion and it will be, you know, um, that that's all started, you know, from that, uh, those, those multi-man matches, but I wanted to incorporate different areas of the state to represent, um, our champion and to, to get to that championship. And so, so yeah, bringing in new talent, young talent, um, talent that Dallas hasn't seen before. That's definitely one of my, one of my missions. Uh, the first show we even, you know, even brought in someone, um, who hasn't worked Texas a whole lot. Uh, he's worked a little bit in East Texas, but we brought in Ray Fury, which he's great. He'll definitely be back. He, he was not only great in the ring, but great in the locker room, and, and he's a guy we're excited to have back. Um, but, yeah, just exposing talent, uh, new talent to Dallas and exposing Dallas to new, new talent. That's something that, that's one of our missions. Now, going into the May show, you said you don't know if this is going to be your first show, your only show. The day of, well, let's kind of give our listeners kind of an idea, you know, a little behind the curtain, what it's like for the promoter. Um, the day of the show, you know, what are you feeling? What's getting involved in, you know, getting set up for that? Because this is something you envision, something you've been working on for months. This is the day that it's going to happen. This is the make or break moment. You know, tell us a little bit about kind of what, you know, what happened, what was going on that day, the process, you know, what you were going through dealing with the talent, the talent that came in, kind of paint a little picture of that first debut, not knowing if this was going to be your first or your only show. Okay. Well, to be honest, day of was like the, that was the like, okay, we're here. I made it. And like, even now I cannot wait until August 1st because I know that means I have all the hard work done. The day of the show is easy to me. Uh, because all the work that I've done with DCW as far as on the production side of, of putting shows together, 
Michael, you've seen me running around trying to make sure chairs are set up, make sure the mic's going, make sure all these things are working, you know, at those DCW shows. Um, and even with, you know, my really good friends, um, some guys that I work with, with a company called Heel Face Wrestling in Texas, um, they own and promote a company called Sabotage, and I help them on their production side as well. And when I'm talking about production, I'm talking about just making sure the show actually happens. And so, um, yeah, so actually running the show is, is the, that's my comfort zone. That's where I feel great um, by the time I get to that point. Because for my company, leading up to the show, um, because I'm trying to cut costs in a lot of areas, I'm doing graphics. I'm doing making the video packages. I'm uh, booking, obviously, and, and, and writing, you know, some of the things that need to, to be written. Um, I'm filming videos, editing them, uh, entrances, you know, all that stuff. I'm talking to sponsors. I'm driving out there on the daily. I actually live about 30 minutes with traffic, about 45 minutes from where we run. And so, you know, a couple times a week, I'm driving out there and spending four or five hours a day massaging those sponsors, making sure that they got everything they need, you know, trying to make new relationships and new connections. So I'm out there, you know, feet on the ground. I'm printing off flyers, passing them out. I mean, anything you can think of, I'm out there doing it. And it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot out of a person. And so by the time the day of the show arrives, like that's where I actually have people there to help me. I have people like Michael willing to come and, and help set up chairs. I have people, you know, other wrestlers that I've made relationships with that they're not even booked, but they're, they're willing to help. And, um, you know, people willing to help work the door and that kind of thing. So actually day of the show, you know, there's, there's a list of things that need to be done, but that's one of the things that I take pride in is, thinking ahead, seeing everything that needs to be done, and then just working through that list. Uh, one of those things, for instance, because um, there's only so many hours on the day of the show, you know, that you can work because, you know, we start setting up at two o'clock and no matter what, the show's got to start at seven o'clock. I've got to open doors at six thirty, you know? Um, and so there's only so many hours in that, that time frame. So what I like to do is do everything I can before the actual day of, you know, I'll send out emails to wrestlers asking them different questions, questions commentary might need, uh, questions the ring announcer might need. So they don't have to run around that day of getting all that information. I've already compiled it for them. And, um, and it's really great when you get an email back from a wrestler and they say, man, I haven't even worked for you yet, but I feel like this is going to be really professional. You know, that, that makes me feel really good because, um, I've been to a ton of shows, not, you know, I mean, I can't even count how many different companies I've been to, but everybody does things a little bit differently, but show day is always kind of chaotic because the unexpected always seems to happen. So I like to do as much work ahead of time as I can. So that way, by the time we're there day of, you know, things run as smoothly as possible and the fans leave, you know, feeling like, okay, like that was done really well. seems like they took care of everything. You know, even like at the first show, we had a little bit of technical difficulty with the microphone and I was the only person who knew how to work the soundboard. So I had to go turn it down and it wasn't a big deal because I wasn't stressed out. I just, you know, took it in stride, 
because I wasn't stressed out from all the work because we had prepared. And the fans totally saw that and saw like, man, he, uh, I, I got comments that were like, he just took it in stride. He was totally cool with it, which I know some promoters that could totally fluster them and they could get frustrated really easily, um, which, you know, I totally understand that too. But I feel like as a promoter, if I put off an energy, put off an air of confidence and of, you know, hey, we're just going to take it in stride. We're just here to have a good time. You know, that's going to translate over to the fans as well. Well, definitely you had a uh, very cool as a cucumber vibe kind of going as far as the, uh, you know, what you showed to the fans on. Everything ran, you know, really smooth at it. And uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that first show. Like I said, talent from all over, a lot of talent new to the uh, the Dallas area because you want to kind of expose some, you know, the new names and all that, kind of bring in a little bit of a crowd. I might want to see these people. But one name you did have on the show, and she's kind of a mainstay. I've been to a lot of shows around here recently that, uh, you know, she's been on, and I know that you have a very good relationship with her, and that's Thunder Rosa, who a lot mm -hmm. of our listeners may also know as Cobra Moon from, you know, Lucha Underground. But, you know, she was there, main event, her and um, Fuego Del Sol, and if our listeners have never seen Fuego Del Sol in action, they need to go look him up on YouTube. The kid is absolutely phenomenal as far as Lucha style goes. And the two of them had a great match. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about kind of, you know, you know, Fender Rosa and some of the other talent that came in, kind of your relationship with them. Because, like I said, I know you have a little bit, you know, Thunder Rosa is kind of like family for you. Yeah, yeah. So, Thunder Rosa, actually, that all ties back in with my sister as well because we met her. We had met her a couple times in Dallas. Um, I actually met her through the heel face guys and, and, and uh, because they got working with Sabotage, which she formerly owned while it was still in California. So they got to, they got to know her and I met her a few times through her or through them. Sorry. But the main thing was that she really hit it off with my sister and, and we saw her a few times in Orlando 2017 WrestleMania weekend, uh, we were out in Orlando. Well, we were there for the week, all the indie shows. And uh, we, we got to see her a few more times and got to, to meet her and stuff and hang out. And so that was really cool. And she, like I said, she really hit it off with my sister. And, um, and shortly after that, um, she so happened to be in, in the Dallas or in the Austin area promoting sabotage's first show in texas and that was going to be in may and so she was out in april promoting for that and all that is when when everything happened with my sister uh it was in april and so so she came to visit us she came from from austin drove up to waco and came to visit my family and my sister in, in the hospital and uh yeah that's why <laughs> That's why we're, we're, you know, thick as thieves. That's why we're, we consider each other brother and sister is because, you know, she was there in a really difficult time for me in my life and for my parents. You know, she calls my parents mom and dad. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just uh, our relationship is really close. And so she was the first person that I actually called when I booked the venue because um, I hadn't really told anybody that I was starting the company until I got the venue for sure. And um, she was the first person I called, and I told her, I said, hey, look, I want you to be my first call because I want you to be on my first show. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, you always hear the, you know, the stories of, of how about giving me the, you know, 
the uh, the good rate because you you know them and your friends and all that kind of stuff. And like maybe you can work for cheap or give me a discount and that kind of thing. And I told her up front, I said, look, I I want you to work for my company. I said, but I'm only going to bring you in uh, when it makes sense for you. And because she's at a stage in her career where she, in my opinion, should only be wrestling matches that that are either main event caliber or you know, uh, really important. Um, and I said, and I don't want any discounts. I want to pay your full rate. And, and that was an arrangement we made. And so, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, on the August 1st card, um, she's, she's not on that one because like I said, I told her, I said, I'm looking for the right opponent for you. I, I, I want to make sure you, you know, you're wrestling matches that matter. So she's going to give me a, a list of, or she gave me a list of opponents. I already know, you know, moving forward, what we're going to do with her and, and I can't wait to have her back. But yeah, so that, that relationship is very important to me. And, and, um, you know, she's, she's not only a great wrestler, she's an, an amazing human being. And so, yeah. Um, but as far as some of the other relationships with some of the, you know, I just, I've met so many people just working in wrestling as far as, uh, filming promos, um, doing promo pictures, you know, I never made for the first couple of years that I worked in wrestling, I didn't ask for, nor did I make a dime. And, um, actually the first time that I ever made money in wrestling was, uh, someone needed a, a sound man last minute. They were like, Hey, will you run sound? I was like, sure. Um, cause I grew up running sound and I was like, sure. And, and then they ended up paying me and I didn't even expect to get paid. So I was like, cool, 20 bucks. Awesome. And so, uh, yeah, but I've just made so many relationships meeting people. I worked a show in San Antonio, and I met a few guys from Laredo. And uh, I told them, I said, hey, look, I, w- I wanted to try to bring them into DCW, but it just never quite worked out. But I said, hey, look, when I when I have something for you, I'm definitely going to book you. And um, it just it just kind of worked out that, um, that I, I ended up, you know, getting this show. They were the second phone call that I made. I was like, hey, I'm running this show you know, I, I hope you're available and you can make it. They're like, yeah, for sure. So that was some of the, some of the guys from Laredo. And, and then some of the other dudes, like um, the super academia guys, um, or as people like to affectionately call them around here, ACH's kids. Um, they, uh, you know, I just met them through, uh, basically through ACH. And, and, you know, he, he, he trained them and worked with them and really pushed them. And, and so, you know, so yeah, that's, just kind of how I made a lot of those different relationships just working through the business. Well, for our listeners out there that will be kind of, that are kind of in the Dallas area, maybe they can travel a little bit, you know, I mean, even if it's only like an hour or so, you know, it's, it's a quality show, but I mean, you have great names on there, you know, guys I've seen before. Like I said, we've mentioned Fuego, probably one of the best Lucha guys out there right now in the wrestling in the Texas scene. Ethan Price, uh, you know, you know, big strong boy. You you gotta love Ethan Price, man. That kid goes out and gives it a hundred percent every yeah, time he gets really, in the ring. He's really grown the last um, the last couple of years. I mean, he's just exploded and, and really become uh, you know one of his own. It, it was kind of crazy because um, we talked about it a little bit on our our podcast after the show. But JT Lamato, one of our commentators, he is a, a very important figure in Texas wrestling that people may not realize. And he, at, at one point, uh, I would, he didn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily ACH's trainer, uh, but he mentored him for a period of time. 
And, um, and so ACH is up by, you know, with the permission of LaMotta using a lot of his moves. And so now there's some moves that I see Ethan Price do that he got from ACH, that ACH got from JT LaMotta. And it's really cool just to see this, you know, progression. And uh, I always kind of laugh because I'm like, it's like JT LaMotta is Ethan Price's wrestling grandpa, you know, the, <laughs> if you if you draw down the, the family tree of wrestling. So it's, it's really cool. But he, he really impressed me. He was in that Austin uh, Fatal Five-Way. Um, him and uh, Prince Adam, they both really impressed me. Just as I went back and, and edited the match, we put all of our show on YouTube. So if you, if you search uh, Lucha Brutal, uh, We Own the Sky, that show will pop up. But we have a playlist with all the matches that you can check out. Um, and, yeah, that, that Fatal Five-Way is an amazing, amazing match. Now, we, you mentioned it real quick here. Let's talk a little bit. You know, your debut show... You also had a commentary team because, you know, there is professional commentary over this where I was positioned at for the day as kind of just keep an eye on things. I got to listen to these guys. And mm-hmm. like you said, you had them prepared. You had the information. These guys were as on point as commentary I hear on, you know, national television. You know, did you have any kind of work with them on what to say, what to do, or was that kind of totally on the fly for them? So my, uh, the way that I see it is my job and one of the hats that I wear is I'll get information from the wrestlers ahead of time, anything that they want to promote. So that way, you know, commentary is prepared for them as, as these matches are unfolding. But, uh, but man, as far as just calling the match and just, you know, the experience that a JT brings in the mind of wrestling, I mean, I always say that's not a gimmick. That is who he is. Um, it's just, it's awesome. Uh, originally, I wanted to try to have JT LaMotta and Brad Allred work together, which I met Brad working with DCW. I love the way that Brad calls matches. Uh, he also, you know, calls the uh, baseball games for the Cleburne Railroaders, which made it a little bit difficult. Um, and so he just said, man, I, I'm, I'm busy these days because the season's going on. You know, it runs most of the summer, so I, I totally understood. But uh, Eamon came in, and uh, I know him from from uh, his work at Inspire Pro Wrestling in Austin. He does commentary for them. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just always felt like he was a really capable commentator. And hearing their chemistry together, it's really awesome. They, uh, they play off each other really well. Obviously, it was the first show. They, I think they'd done commentary once before together at Inspire many years ago. And so, um, you know, it, it took a little time, but that's, that's why we have a pre-show match, you know. <laughs> that's what's great about that. It's like uh, it even gives them a little bit of a chance to, to get into the groove. But I think once they hit their stride, it was really great. All right, well, I myself also have a, a broadcast partner, and I'm going to hand the mic over to him for a minute because he's been sitting there kind of quietly just listening to us chat. I'm sure he's got a couple questions as we roll into what the fans can expect on August 1st at Christie's Banquet Hall. All right, thank you, Mike. And uh, yeah, let's let's talk about this uh, big event. I, I mean, uh, we've been talking about some of the stuff uh, leading to the, the the big show here uh, on August the first. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the matches that'll be featured on there. Uh, the venue itself, Christie's Banquet Hall. Uh, you're going to have some good stuff going on there. Let fill the listeners in about uh, some of the the featured attractions here coming up for uh, Moss Brutal. 
Yeah, well, one of the things that's great, and that was, you know, one of the things that we kind of hit a little bit of a, a stumbling block at the first show, but it all happened before, was that we had a partner to do concessions, and they kind of fell through. And so that was one of the things that we were really focusing on, because to me, nothing goes better with uh, a lucha or a wrestling show than some great tacos. And so one of the things that we've improved, new and improved, is we're going to have Gio's Taqueria um, selling concessions, and I cannot wait. Those tacos are so good. It's going to be amazing. So to me, as the uh, person who's not actually, you know, in the ring or anything like that, that's what I have to look forward to the most. <laughs> but um, as far as matches are concerned, I, I just had to put Gio's over real quick. But as far as matches are concerned, man, this card is, is really exciting. Uh, in our main event, um, when I was looking at, you know, the first show, we had the first time ever matchup between Thunder Rosa and Fuego del Sol. Um, and so I wanted to do another first time matchup and, uh, I, I knew I wanted to book Ricky Starks really, really bad when I was working in DCW, I wanted to bring him in and just never, you know, quite lined up, but, um, yeah. So, so Ricky Starks versus Gino, the Latin heartthrob, these two guys, uh, with, you know, with people like, um, ACH getting signed and, and leaving. And, you know, even within the last few years, uh, Keith Lee uh, with um, Sammy Guevara now going to AEW. He's going to be with them full-time pretty soon. You know, all that, the, there's this so much talent leaving Texas. Um, but these two guys, they're guys that are on par with a lot. Ricky Starks is on par with any, any of those guys that, that left. And uh, he's really our shining star right now because he has the talent to be on a, you know, a weekly TV show somewhere, and he's just not right now. And so that's, you know, a benefit to us because we still get to use him here on the scene, and that's exciting. And uh, Gino, Gino's great, um, one of the premier luchadors in, in Texas, uh, one of the premier wrestlers in Texas. And so it's exciting to have their first-time ever matchup um, be, our, be our main event for this show. Uh, another one that we're looking forward to is we have the Maggie Martinez Memorial Intergender Tag Team Championships on the line. That's a really long name. We just call them the Intergender Tag Team Championships. Um, but they are going to be – they're currently vacant because uh, Thunder Rosa and Cherry Ramones were the uh, inaugural champions, but Cherry Ramones has since stepped away from wrestling, and so they, they were vacated. And so now it's uh, the premier female tag team in Texas, Fun and Sexy, uh, which consists of Baby D and Phoebe. Uh, they will be going against Real Life, which is Jonathan Life and Dill Dempsey. Uh, Dill Dempsey just spent some time over in Philadelphia at the Monster Factory. And, and uh, Jonathan Life, he's, a, he's one of those young upstarts from Laredo that has really been looking for an opportunity. And they've been tagging uh, for a bit, and they've uh, – made some noise and so we felt like that that would be an appropriate matchup for these uh vacated tag team championships and uh, we're excited so the first ever championship match in lucha Bertal will happen uh we're excited about that and uh, another premier match is um asf antonio san francisco it, i'm telling your listeners right now if you're listening to this write down make a note type it in your phone you want to google search youtube search asf Antonio, Antonio San Francisco, he's from Laredo. This guy is the next big thing coming out of Texas. I guarantee it. He's, he's a young 20-something-year-old kid uh, out of Laredo, and he is 
phenomenal. Um, I'm really excited to be able to use him uh, on our shows. I don't know how long that is going to last because he's going to be going places very soon. Um, as athletic as they get, as talented as they get, charismatic, uh, he's, he's a winner. So uh, really excited about uh, he's facing someone equally as athletic and, and charismatic and, and Will Alday out of Houston. And um, they're, they're sure to put on one of those matches that, that people are going to go nuts over. Uh, I can't wait for that to, to, for, for eyeballs to get on that because that's going to be great. Um, so those are, those are some of our premier matches. Like I said, we're, we're having some of those multi-man matches in our, our uh, championship tournament. Uh, we'll have a Dallas Fatal 4-Way with, uh, with uh, Ian Rain, um, Helio Guerra, Nate Collins, and I almost, I, honestly, I almost slipped up and, and said there is a secret, um, <laughs> there is a secret competitor that Nastico, uh, the mask manager here in, in Texas, he's bringing a uh, a secret opponent for these guys, and I almost looked up and said his name, so that would have been really bad. <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to be a surprise that I think people are going to be really excited for. And then we have the San Antonio Fatal Four Way match, which. Uh, has Richie Garcia, Aaron Mercer, um, Ruben Steele, heavy metal Ruben Steele, and Chris Cruz. Now, the thing that makes this kind of interesting is that Richie Garcia used to tag with Ruben Steele uh, a couple years ago, and then he most recently used to tag with Aaron Mercer, and now none of them are tagging together, and so that will be kind of interesting how that plays out, you know, um, always kind of awkward it's kind of like running into an ex-girlfriend when you have to wrestle an ex-tag team partner so <laughs> we'll see how that plays out but uh um then we have uh, ethan price who who michael was talking about earlier he's facing rocket boy wilson out of california uh he's actually a dallas native but he's he's come up in wrestling in socal and so um he's going to be um coming down to the show and and i'm he's one of my favorite guys if he were in texas i'd use him uh, every show, that's for sure. But um, but yeah, we're we're glad to get be able to give him a platform here in Texas to be able to to put his unique style on display. And um, I'm trying to think. I think uh, I think I hit them all up. We we got a pre-show multi-man tag team match uh, going on as well. Uh, with the with the introduction of of these tag team titles, we want to make sure that our tag division is strong. So we got a couple. Um, a uh, couple tag matches in this one to, to kind of build up that division. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, we're super excited about um, those matches there. And um, I'm trying to see, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull up on my phone real quick because I feel like I left out a match and I just want to make sure I give everybody love because we are, oh yeah, Fuego del Sol will be returning. Um, and this one actually, they, there's just so many uh, storylines and so many, great names on this card that this one I feel has to steal the show. Um, Fuego del Sol and Adrian Ayala. Adrian is another guy. He, he was from Laredo. He recently moved to San Antonio, but he came up in Laredo. Um, this guy, he's got talent. He's, he's, he's kind of got uh, he, a little bit of a heelish attitude, but even then I, I'm, I'm still giving him an opportunity to, to face against Fuego del Sol. Uh, Fuego is like Michael was saying, one of the premier luchadors in Texas. So that um, should be, that has the potential to, to steal the show. It's one of those sleeper matches that 
you know, everyone's so excited about all the other ones that that one might just come in and, and steal all the thunder from everyone. Wow, man. It's just so fun listening and hearing about all these great uh, wrestling uh, matches and, and, and promotions that are going on down there in, in Texas. I mean, uh, talk about, you know, we have a great tradition of pro wrestling up here in Minnesota and like Texas and especially down in the Dallas area, too, for an example. You guys have a great tradition, but you guys just aren't resting on the laurels of tradition. You guys want to expand upon things and, and really keep things alive. And with all of the talent that's out there, especially just in, in, in your state, I mean, it's it's really proving to be a fun time for, for independents who, who stick it out and are able to put on these shows. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's honestly, if I ran a weekly show, I could have different people in here every week and people would see someone new and different each time. Um, it's just, there's so much talent here in Texas and there's so many, you know, there's a lot of names that I want to bring in from out of state that I have had the experience of getting to know either, through uh, just through working or or visiting places and, and watching shows, there's so many names that I would love to bring in here, but it's kind of hard when you're trying to focus on helping local talent kind of break out a little bit more. But at the same time, um, you know that's why I brought in Ray Fury. He's from out of state, but I brought him in because I was like, he um, he's at the level where he can help some of these guys break out, and he you know while also you know, making a name for himself here. And so, yeah, I mean, it's such a good time to be in independent wrestling right now. Um, if you are, if you're a promoter with any type of integrity, you're having a ball right now because mm -hmm. you're putting on shows. I mean, it's, it's not hard to just go out and find some good talent, you know? And the reason I bring up integrity is because some people just want that. This is just kind of my own philosophy, but I, I feel like independent wrestling has two types of, of, people involved and one of them is like what can i do for independent wrestling and another is what can independent wrestling do for me you know and i feel as long as you're out there trying to help the scene um then th it's just a great time you know if you're out there just you know trying to make a quick buck or something like that well one you're in the wrong business and, and two it's just people are gonna catch on sooner or later you know they're gonna see like hey this is you know, um, not as fun as it should be. And, uh, so yeah, I think there's just so much talent out there. It's, um, it's really fantastic. And, and, uh, it makes my job, you know, it, it makes it easy in a sense because there's a lot of talent, but it also makes it hard because one of our, one of our things is, is because we run a Thursday show, I want to make sure people can get home in plenty of time to be able to feel like, you know, it was worth going out there rested and could go to work the next day and not feel like I kept them out too long, you know? Um, so, so yeah. Great it's, time to be in indie wrestling. It's a de it's a dedication to the presentation, really, as far as uh, putting these shows together. What separates you from the the quick buck opportunists who don't put as much into it because they just want to just leave a, a trail, you know, come in, come out, be fly by night. But you guys are definitely sound like your your feet are on the ground. You're looking for uh, future aspirations, and also one of the things that I think that also has been real integral uh, as far as the components, and it really has gone uh, and it takes it beyond just putting up the signs in the towns, but it's also part of the, the wheel is uh social media i mean social media has really uh mm -hmm. lifted up and helped uh, you know not only uh, spread the word but also create communication lines of communication instead of people the old days of sending out tapes people can watch stuff online i mean it's really made with that in youtube i mean it's really made uh, some some layers of convenience for for independence these days 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It makes being able to, you know, get in touch with people a lot easier as far as, you know, people who want to get booked, for example, you know, like me personally, I, I have a, a section on our website that I just send everybody to and I say, if you want to work with us, you know, fill out our contact form. And uh, it's just the best way for me to be able to keep it all straight because I'll get messages on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and that makes it a little difficult. But if they just email, you know, they just send me a, a message there, I get it in my email and I can, you know, sort it and that type of thing. But as far as reaching fans, I mean, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, I, I did a sponsored ad through Facebook just because I was trying to reach as many people, you know, as I could. And, and I just so happened to be at Office Depot running off more flyers. And this guy comes up to me and he saw the flyer in my hand. He's like, Hey, I saw that on Facebook. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Like someone who, you know, like I said, I make it out to a lot of shows, but I've never seen him at a show. You know, I, I'm on, I have so many Facebook friends related to the wrestling scene. You know, we're not Facebook friends. It was just all from that, you know, putting out there on social media. So that was really cool to, to just kind of get that instant feedback that you don't always get when you're, you know, paying money to, to, to advertise on, on social media and that kind of thing. And, you know, I think for the most part, we do a lot of organic stuff. We'll just, you know, um, people following wrestlers and they retweet stuff or they'll repost stuff on Facebook. And that's really cool. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, we want to take advantage of every avenue that we can to just put that out there. And so if, if Facebook's like, yeah, give us 20 bucks and we'll introduce you to some new folks. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Uh, because at that point I, I feel like it's my job to, to sell them on, on what we got. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we ran in May and then not again till August is because in July we had, uh, Monday night raw here later that week, we had new Japan G1 climax here. And then we had, um, impact anniversary here and so there was just so much wrestling so much you know i didn't want to i didn't want to force people into like having to decide oh am i going to pay you know this money to see new japan who only you know this is their first time ever in dallas or am i gonna you know go to this indie show or whatever i was like you know what, let me push mine back um i'm gonna let these people just enjoy all the great wrestling that's coming through and then we'll get together in august you know and so I went out and passed out flyers out at those shows as well and met a lot of new cool people. And, and, uh, I'll tell you what, the impact fans were really receptive and really awesome about, you know, the flyers. A lot of them thanked me for just informing them about new independent wrestling that they weren't aware of just because we're such a new company. And so that was really cool. Um, so yeah, just, we're, we're trying to take advantage of every opportunity, you know, that we have, uh, to get our name out there. I'm going to bring Mike McCurdy back into the conversation, uh, to, uh, handle the home stretch here this week on wrestling memories then now uh mike are you ready to go for the uh, final questions oh of course i am um one i'm looking forward to uh august 1st i'll be there to help once again help her out as much as i can and i'm looking forward to a great night of action but i just kind of want to talk about you know we talked about you know the talent here in this area and Rahelia, you can help me out here a little bit let's give our listeners kind of an idea this is not you. You're saying some of these guys. These are guys you're going to see later on. You might see them on NXT because if you look right now, currently, you got Shane Taylor who's in Ring of Honor. You've got ACH who's now with NXT. Ember Moon who's going to be wrestling Bailey for the women's title at SummerSlam. She's from the Dallas area. We've got I'm no I'm going to miss people. Uh, Barrett Brown has done many uh, WWE appearances. You know backstage segments in the ring. A lot of guys just from this area, 
people that you and I have both worked with on indie shows have moved yeah. on to WWE, TNA, one. Ring of Honor. I mean, let's let our listeners know that right now, this is probably a hotbed for the independent guys because they're getting signed left and right to go to these major organizations. And these are guys who maybe a few months ago you would have seen on you know, one of your shows or at DCW. In fact, we had Ember Moon, you know, when she was wrestling here, she was on one of the ICWE shows that I was running with before she went to NXT. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, last, last September, not even, not even, I mean, it hasn't even been a full year. We're, we're still a few months away from that. We had uh, Sammy Guevara, and now he's with, you know, going to be exclusive to AEW. There you go. Forgot uh, Sammy. Yeah, you know, um, uh, Barrett Brown, like you said, he's he's not going to be here for long. Um, they and and I think just the fact that just the fact that you have um, so many companies coming to, to Dallas on the same in the same week. You know, WWE was on Monday, New Japan was on Saturday, uh, Impact was on Sunday. You know, that's just in Dallas. I also worked an Impact show in San Antonio on. Friday and on Saturday where they were in Houston, you know, just the fact that these big companies are coming here. I think it's just, it's a sign that not only is it a hotbed for talent, um, the fans are hungry for wrestling. Um, and, and yeah, the talent in Texas is just, it's just top notch. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's really great talent everywhere, but I think when you're able to, to draw from such a, a broad, you know, um, range of people, because in, in Texas, like I said, we're really spread out, but if you want to, if you want to make the big cities, you know, you're traveling four hours, five hours, six hours, and you're coming to the, to the major towns, I, I would say, uh, the big ones are San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, all, all up and down 35. Um, those are the big, you know, the big cities that people are trying to get to, to, to start to make a name for themselves in Texas. And so when you have so many people being drawn to these areas, I mean, it's just the cream is going to rise to the top and uh, you're going to get a lot of really good talent. And so, so yeah, I think part of the thing is like, and, and that's where I'm really trying to put my focus is like, as these guys are trying to break out, like the guys that I, I'm bringing into Dallas that, that you hadn't seen before, uh, they were working Laredo in San Antonio. They worked there on a, on a regular basis, but those places are five hours from here, Laredo six or seven hours from here. So you're not going to see them up in Dallas, but they've been, they've been making a name for themselves down South. And so, um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of um, these guys working really hard. And then because there's a San Antonio that I can watch, I can go down there and go to these shows and I can see all these talented guys that have really been putting in time it really makes my job easy because I can go down there, see all these guys that are over talented, these guys that are skilled and athletic and charismatic. And I can see them get over in San Antonio. I can see them get over in Austin. And then I can say, yeah, that's who I want in Dallas, you know? And so that makes my job really easy to be honest. And then up here, people are like, wow, where'd you find these guys? I'm like, man, I just drove three hours South. I just drove five hours South. They're there. They're waiting. You know, they're dying to get up here. And I understand my situation is a little bit more unique. Um, I have a little bit more free time than other people. So, you know, some of these promoters up here, you know, they, 
draw either from the national stage where they see people blow up online and then they bring them in, or they're just using, you know, like you kind of said earlier, alluded to earlier, the, the same kind of talent around here. Um, like, for example, there's um, Chandler Hopkins. Chandler Hopkins is very, very talented. He's one of the top wrestlers that, uh, that wrestlers wrestles in Dallas. And I haven't had him on a show yet. And same thing I told him, the exact same thing I told Thunder Rosa. I was like, when I bring you a match, I want to make sure it's the right person, the right opponent that's going to help you out. I don't want to bring someone. I don't want you to break in this guy who's been wrestling for, you know, a year and he's wrestling his third match just to put you over or whatever. I'm like, no, I want it to mean something for you, you know? And so, so many companies around here use him, which is great for him. But if, if I'm going to put someone on my show, I need them to either um, not be on every other show that you can get up here or bring me something different than you bring those other shows. And so that's kind of the philosophy that I bring behind it. So yeah, if I'm going to bring Chandler Hawkins, it's going to mean uh, it's a match that is going to help him out. It's going to be mutually beneficial for us and that people are going to be excited to see. I don't want them to be like, well, I can see Chandler at this promotion. I don't necessarily need to go there. I want them to be like, whoa, he's wrestling that person. I need to see that, you know? And so that's, that, you know, that's kind of my, my thought process behind that. So, so yes, while I'm bringing in this new talent, um, when I do bring in guys that you're used to seeing, you, you know, if you see a name announced that you're used to, you know, be prepared to see him in a match that you, you have not seen before, because that's my intention. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you're definitely doing all the right things, man. I'm looking forward to uh, the show next week, but we're getting close to the end of this week's episode of wrestling memory. So I'm going to give you the floor let our listeners know where they can find you on social media. Let them know where they can find information more about August 1st at Chris's Banquet Hall. Man, the microphone is yours. Awesome. Well, it's very easy across uh, across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can just search Lucha Brutal. It, it's spelled the same way in English and Spanish. Lucha Brutal. Well, I guess you don't spell Lucha in English, do you? Um, <laughs> but uh, Brutal and Brutal is the same. So Lucha Brutal. Um, and visit our website, luchabrutal.com. That's going to give you all this information. Uh, it's going to give you some information on our background, uh, some of the things that we're focusing on. Like I said, one of, one of the things that we're focused on is bringing not only um, Lucha Libre and Mexican culture into independent wrestling. This, this, I'll get in my soapbox real quick. Um, I feel like independent wrestling has been so influenced by the moves of Lucha Libre, but the culture gets left behind. And so I want to pay a little homage, a little, uh, you know, honor the culture a little bit. And so that's why, yes, we're called Lucha, but we are an independent pro wrestling company, you know, um, and you're going to get a little bit of that culture flair. So you, when you come to my show, that's what you can expect. But yeah, check out our website, luchabrew.com. There you're going to find all the event info. You're going to find all our social media and, um, yeah, guys, thank you all so much for letting me ramble and talk about something that I love so much and so, that's so dear to my heart, and I really appreciate the opportunity. All right, Glenn, back to you. Well, it's been a, a very action-packed episode again of Wrestling Memories Then and Now. I just want to thank uh, Rogelio Martinez uh, for being on the program to promote Lucha Brutal. It's always fun learning about new companies. For uh, Rogelio Martinez and the Grizzle Vet Mike McCurdy, I'm Glenn Braggett. This has been Wrestling Memories Then and Now.